Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green, joined as always by the inventor of the infomercial and the original shark on Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington. Kevin, thanks so much for being here. Hey, Seth. Great to be here. Appreciate it. I think we have a special guest today, too. We do. A very special guest today, Steve Baker, who is the vice president and executive business coach at The Great Game of Business. His new book, Get in the Game, is a definitive how-to guide to implementing The Great Game of Business. He co-wrote the update of the number one bestseller, The Great Game of Business. He's one of Inc. Inc.'s magazine's top-rated speakers, um, speaks internationally on open book management, strategy and execution, leadership and employee engagement. He served on the board of the directors of National Center for Employee ownership along with a list of other things that we could spend the whole episode talking about. Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. That's my pleasure. Great to be here. It is great to have you. So for the folks who don't know, who living under a rock, tell us a little bit, what is the great game of business? Well, a lot of people think of us as the uh, origin of open book management, teaching employees the financials of a company and asking them to make a difference in the numbers and then sharing in the rewards. But open book management is a bit of a misnomer. So we're really known as kind of the people who've demissed business for the last 40 years and made it approachable so that we can engage our employees at a completely different level and get results that are just beyond normal, right? Our companies tend to outperform the market. Uh, Our company in particular, our parent company, SRC Holdings, has outperformed the stock market at a rate of about 218%. So it's really kind of great. And uh, it's really interesting nowadays when people are talking about the war for talent and um, the idea of employee engagement being at an all-time low, um, why not involve them in the business? more, teach them to be business people. So political current events, you know, last 24 hours as we record this aside, capitalism seems to be taking a beating out there. Um, What do you think of the movements that are all about promoting, you know, doing good by doing well and triple net social responsibility? And how does that all come into play? I love it. I love, in fact, I really love the fact that companies are really looking at that. I don't know if you recall, but in August of this year, um, the business roundtable, so 183 of the top CEOs in America got together and said the the uh, purpose of a business now is no longer uh, the Milton Friedman concept of the 70s, which was business is there for the benefit of the shareholders, right? Now it's it's for the stakeholders. So it's the employees, the community, obviously the shareholders as well, but the earth. And this is great, but none of them had a solution.
solution. No, none of them had the how-to. Well, we've been screaming it for 40 years. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that nowadays it's like, you know, profit is bad and business is evil. In fact, that's not the case. Business, especially small to mid-sized business, we are the backbone of our economy and we generate the jobs. So why don't we just make, again, business a little more approachable, just demystify it and say, wait a minute, this literally is the gap between the have and have nots, isn't it? It's the secret language, these financials, people who understand money are the ones who have the money. And you know, Dave Ramsey, I'm sure he's probably been on your show. And Dave says, uh, money flows from people who do not understand it to people who do. I love that. Why yeah. don't we teach people that work in the business that create the numbers? Why don't we actually give them a chance to move the numbers and then share some of the rewards? Yeah. I got a question. If, if, a, if you're looking at a new client that's coming in, that's looking at maybe using your services, how do you, what's the first step as you evaluate a client and what, what's the process? Well, great question. And we don't usually get to talk about that very much. Um, what we do is we actually survey everyone in the business. And what we do is we ask for, what are the big issues in the business from a financial perspective, marketplace, operations, and people? And we ask everybody from the bottom to the top. Then we share those results back, laid against kind of a benchmark of what we call our all-stars, people who've been practicing this model of business for many years. And then we, we say, well, where are the gaps? So let's just say that you know our, our growth isn't right. Well, we need to teach people why growing is important. We either grow or we die, right? This is the way it is. We've got to outpace inflation, competition, the market marketplace. And we believe that if you outperform the market, you deserve better than market. So after we do a survey analysis, we look at also three to five years of their financial trend, not unlike what we would do in any quarter, sort of uh, strategic and financial planning, but we're actually involving more people. It's what we call high involvement planning because no one's ever asked the frontline person, what would you do different? Because usually it's, here's your metric, here's your number, just hit the quota, nothing more, nothing less, get your check and go home. We want to involve people at a different level. And yeah. we think if you appeal to a higher level of thinking, you get a higher, higher level of performance. So, so you're obviously, yes, growing a business, that, that's a great opportunity and, and a great uh, business uh, mantra to have, grow the business. Do you, as you're helping people analyze their business, grow their business, do you get into helping them with marketing strategies, with you, you, you get into, you know, talking about, you know, digital marketing or advertising or, you know, any of that kind of stuff? or is it, is it more high level? Well, we don't get into specifically how to do marketing, how to go out there and launch new products. What we do is we teach everybody in the business the business and we ask them to make different decisions. So literally what's happening is you've got people who, let's say the marketing department, rather than telling them what to do, we show them how they help our company make money and generate cash, the two objectives of any organization, for profit or not for profit. You've got to do those two things. And then they make different decisions. They go, well, maybe we should invest in HubSpot, or maybe we shouldn't invest in HubSpot, really based upon what's right for the business. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So by teaching everyone the financial, the how the financials of a business work and being open book and sharing with them the numbers, the premises uh, that you've proved over the last 40 years is then they start thinking like business owners as well, start worrying and contributing more to the good of the business because they're invested in it because now they understand what happens. So if you're doing, I've been a reader of your for a while. And that reading the latest book is what prompted us to get together here. And so is there the worry that if 
if let's say the business is going great, employees are going to ask for more money. And then like on the flip side, if the business is going through a rough patch and they know about it, are they then going to go run and get a job someplace else? Yeah, I love these questions. You know, the thing is, when you talk about if you start to make people smarter, you expose people to the numbers, let's say, first of all, we're not just giving them the numbers, we're actually teaching them. So there's there's a give and take there about what do you not understand? But the fact of the matter is, if I open the books, will my people want more? Guess what? They already want more. <laughs> I want more and I'm a, I'm a kick-ass employee, right? I might do it for free. God, I hope Jack Stack isn't watching this podcast. But the thing is, is what I really want to do is turn people on to the information and say, well, what would you do differently to move the number? Because you get a piece of this action. On the flip side, a lot of companies come to us. They they will put this off until they get in crisis. Either either growing too fast, they're running out of cash, or they're you know something's you know falling off a cliff, or there's a transition. A lot of businesses are in transition right now, and they'll come to us and say, "How can we help?" And the thing is, is even when you have a, a tough situation and you open it up to people, nine times out of ten in the U.S. anyway, people will say, "I had no idea. What can I do to help?" It's really astounding. It's just they've never been been given an opportunity or been believed in enough to say we might be able to do this together. Yeah, can you share with us any kind of uh, success stories of companies, uh, whether whether you can name them or not, just in terms of um, you coming in, implementing some of your techniques and, and seeing things happen in a positive way over the next number of years? Yeah, sure. Let me give you an old one and a new one. How's that? Okay, okay. Um, so both are shared in the in the new book, Get in the Game. An old story is back in the 90s uh, when Outback Steakhouse, uh, Chris Sullivan was first starting out and you know trying to build something a little different in a very crowded marketplace. He, he cracked things open. He brought his people together, front of house, back of house. He said, hey, we make about three cents on the dollar. I'd really like to change that. And the cook in the back of the room who was had his arms folded against the wall, you know, this sort of thing. He's like, three six, why do you get up in the morning? And the thing is, is people don't know how little companies make or how hard it is to make money. So in that example, uh, Chris basically just opened it up and said, hey, why don't we do something different? And there's a lot of little stories within there like, hey, why don't we uh, teach people what items are high margin? So if you've ever been to an, out, uh, an Outback Steakhouse in those early days and somebody was like going, you should really try this lava molten cake thing, you know, they were making a shitload of money on you know so right. smart hey. servers right you know yeah i know chris saw i'm from tampa florida so oh, I know, great. into the original outback i know the whole story good I guy done very very well so that was your story from the 90s and then you got a current one yeah, what, this is one of my favorites uh, personally because I happen to be their coach, but Kirby Lane Cafe happens to be another restaurant, but it's a, it's a really good thing to pick on these days because it's service. And when you read our original book, The Great Game of Business, Jack's book from uh, 1992, you'd think it's Great Game of Business is all about manufacturing. So more people, 85% of our clientele are service, you know, tech, medical, um, uh, obviously restaurants, that sort of thing. But Kirby Lane Cafe in Austin, Texas, uh, Mason Ayer, the CEO there, awesome guy, trying to engage uh, his people in a whole new way. He's taken over the business from his parents. And uh, bottom line is here's a Georgetown lawyer coming in to take over a, a restaurant, right? Seven restaurants, about 700 people. And as we start to teach their folks the business, what was really cool is there were all kinds of little stories popping up once people go, wait a minute, this is different. So you have to understand, I mean, looking at me, you know, I'm a middle-aged white guy. I am, you know, myself under attack these days, but you know, you got uh, everybody at Kirby Lane was really way cooler than me. Like I'd show up in a, you know, a nice uh, three season, you know, black wool suit and say, Hey, let's, let's play the great game of business. And they'd be like, ah! 
you're square, you know, and they're like tattooed up to the elbows and, and uh, you know, wearing gauges in their ears. Awesome people, but they didn't know what to make of me or this concept. Well, the, one of the first stories we heard about was a guy named Matt. Again, we talk about this in the book. Uh, it's a really good story, but I, I'll share the short version of it of you of it with you now. So Matt, uh, basically, you know, he was sort of a supervisory level guy, not super engaged around the business. But uh, when we showed him how hard it was to make money in this business, he started to go, all right, I'll take ownership of small wares. This included plates and knives and forks and spoons. And, and he started to count things. There was no standard set. There was no par, as they call it. Well, it turns out everything else in the restaurant, bacon, uh, beef, chicken, everything else had a standard. Like this is the inventory we should have. Is something gone missing? That's what they were counting. They were counting spoons. So he started, he's counting spoons. He goes, we're losing 150 a week. He starts doing the math. He goes, well, they're not worth very much. $5 a dozen, da, 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 seven restaurants. It turns out if he could adjust that just a little bit, teach people about why it's important not to throw spoons away because that's where they were going in the trash. They had no value to anyone. It's about 21 grand for the whole organization in a year. But at 10 cent profitability, they have to sell $210,000 worth of pancakes to offset the lost spoons. Matt became a rock star. We started taking him from restaurant to restaurant. Save the spoons. Yeah, it was. It was no spoon left behind. That's what they called their mini game. So they had him on bacon, $1,000 a week they were saving, uh, paper goods, the first 90 days of uh, soft drinks. So this is soft drinks their own people were drinking, just making them aware of it and offering a little bit of a bonus plan on it. $40,000 of savings in the first 90 days. I mean, I'm telling you, it's incredible. So there's an old story, a new story. I hope hope it's as exciting as it is for me. You can tell I get a little passionate. If I get emotional, you know, I get a tissue. Very, very exciting. (laughs) Okay, so you mentioned the people who are a little bit younger than you, a little bit different than you. We're talking about, you know, the millennial workforce here. What's off limits? Because you're talking about open book, but how open is, is there such a thing as being too open? Well, I'll tell you this. We never share salary information. I do know of a couple of co-ops out uh, in the Northeast and out on the West Coast. Co-ops being, you know, where you where you own part of the business uh, as an employee in a special model uh, under ERISA guidelines. But the bottom line is, you know, very few people will ever show salary information. It's divisive. It, it gets people focused on the wrong stuff. And frankly speaking, um, that's not what we're trying to teach. But all salaries and benefits are represented. I was going to say, you do a line part. item of here's yeah. all of payroll. Just lump them together. And the whole thing is we're trying to teach people how quickly a dollar disintegrates through a business. And and then we show line item ownership. Like everybody lives on that income statement, right? That's where we begin the financial training. And I don't know if you guys realize this, you probably do, but a lot of the uh, listeners might not, is that the financial statements are not new. This secret language that the 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 haves have kept from the have-nots, it came around in 1494. These things are really old and we don't teach them to our kids in school. You know, before the the broadcast, uh, uh, you guys were mentioning my painting back here. I have an art major and now I teach business. Guys, that is America. If I can learn it, anybody can learn it. Yeah. No, fantastic. Um, so what, what's it, the next, is there a new frontier for you going forward? What, where, where do you see spending your time? You, you'd speak all over the place and I assume that's client development also, but what's, what's the 2020 uh, have in store for you? 
Well, 2020 and beyond is kind of the way we look at it. Is uh, So our company originally uh, started in 1983, our parent company, SRC, that's our the engine company. This company, our division, so we're one of 10 different divisions of SRC. We started in, in 1992 when the original book came out, The Great Game of Business. Yeah. And um, so this year we're launching, uh, our book just came out, Get in the Game, and then Jack's new book, Change the Game, kind of leads you to where we're headed in the future, which is yes, I work for Jack Stack. I work for SRC and the great game of business. I have to hit a number because we measure everything, right? And we're creating jobs. We have 2000 people here now at SRC, all employee owners. It's incredible. But there's a huge community out there of people who are already involved in this. And there's a bigger community that we are trying to reach. So our big B, you know, BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal is uh, to transform 10 million lives in the next 10 years. And that is by closing that gap between the haves and the have nots. This is the only thing that's going to fix all this stuff, guys. You know, it isn't going to be the government and education hasn't been doing it. It's up to us, isn't it? Hey, so you've almost got a one-on-one individual school all over the country and perhaps the world where people are learning these things through through the books, through the membership sites, through the resources, and then ultimately through direct coaching services with your team. You bet. Is that, obviously that's working incredibly well over the last few decades in terms of that knowledge dissemination model. Um, Any thoughts about other ways to distribute the same information I think it's peer-to-peer. I mean, that's really where we're seeing the action is a lot of our business and a lot of our clientele come from uh, people, what we call practitioners who are already into it, who are already passionate about it. And they've seen the results not only in their organizations, but in their people. And so what we see is some of our folks out there in our community, our practitioners, our all-stars are actually referring people back in and saying, you need to read this book. And in fact, with your permission, I'd like to share the new book, uh, Get In The Game, our new book of how to create financial results and lasting cultural change. I'd like to share the audio book. You can get it at Amazon and Audible, et cetera, but I'll share the audio book for free with all of your people. That'd be fantastic. That. And it's been, it's a little surreal because not only have I read it, but I listened to it on a, re, on a Thanksgiving trip to see the in-laws. I so I heard your voice the entire drive <laughs> and now I'm talking to you and I, it's, yeah. Yes, please. We'd love yes. to, sh- yes, please share. How can, they, how can our is, listeners and viewers get a copy? Yep. So go to greatgame.com slash shark. Greatgame.com slash shark. Just wanted to make it special for you guys. And, uh, it, you know, it is fun. And trackable because um, you measure everything. We, man, we measure everything. That's right. Well, if you can measure it, you can manage it. You've heard that through the years. And you? if you can measure it, you can improve it. Yes, there you go. I love it. Hey, I, I learned something today. Big, hairy, audacious goal, the BHAG. That's from Jim hey. Collins. Good to Jim great. Collins. I love it. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got to use that. I'm going to use that one going forward. I'm glad you brought that up because I want to I want to inspire listeners out there who own businesses and run businesses. Any leader who's thinking about doing this, you know, the, the Jim Collins, I, I love him. In fact, he did a blurb for us on the original book. What I love about his idea is if you can set a goal out there that is just so crazy that we, we have to stretch for it, we have to reach for it. You know, that's what our jobs are as leaders. I want you to inspire your people, show them something they've never even thought of before, because it's very easy for people to hit that Peter principle, you know, that idea of this is my own competence. I'm real comfortable here. We got to push them outside our comfort zones. And I'm living proof 
proof because again, when I came to SRC 14 years ago, I had already had a career, you know, in marketing and branding outside of this. I come here and Jack Stack has kept me out of my comfort zone for 14 straight years. Son of a bitch. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's tough, but you got to keep doing it to become the person you're supposed to be. Beautiful. All right. Well, Steve, yeah. we greatly appreciate your time. We know it's incredibly valuable. We will send our, our viewers and listeners to greatgame.com forward slash shark for the free audio book. Thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks, Thank Steve. you so Good much, fellas. Take care. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.